The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. up jedi and sith of the world it is time for another episode of the airing of grievances i almost forgot our podcast name that's how long it's been since we've recorded an episode welcome back everybody thank you so much for sitting and waiting uh we apologize i take total blame uh for my hectic work schedule as to why an episode has not come out but uh we are excited to have you with us today i'm matt johnson i am joined by as always mr brian finch it's a trap. <laughs> and Mr. Johnny Townsend. It's total crap uh, that uh, you're taking all the blame because I'm literally getting over the flu. So uh, it's not just you. Nah, but like, no, I, I used to be back in the day when I was like, like, uh, like podcast, like. I hate to use this term, but like a podcast, like Nazi, right? Like a oh, podcast, this podcast, that again, I yeah. hate to use that word. I blame it. No, no, no. We got to do it on this day, this time. And now I'm Mr. Slacker because my stupid ass decided to pick up a part-time job for the, the holidays. So, but here we are. Yeah, we did it. We made it. Um, Return of the Jedi is our big subject of today. We are concluding the original trilogy, our review, our retrospective on the original trilogy. Uh, but we have some other fun stuff to talk about that we haven't get, had a chance to. I'm actually, in a weird way, I'm I'm almost glad uh, we waited to we waited a considerable amount of time for a uh, to do this episode because we get to lump together two really really cool shows. Uh, well, one that I think is really cool. Um, the other one. Eh. Not so much, but you guys loved it. Um, we're going to talk about Tales of the Jedi and Andor today. Uh, gonna, as well. My goal, Matt, when we talk about Andor is to uh, change you for it. I think I can. I feel like I can. Oh, man. Your optimism is adorable. but uh... <laughs> I'm like Han Solo in Return of the Jedi. We've got to be optimistic, even though like every movie, the movies before that, he was the one saying, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. We'll see. Yeah, I have mixed feelings. I I I little you like my Han Solo up. impression? It just sounds like this. This is my hard solo. It was pretty good. You sound more like modern Han Solo. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Don't let me fly a plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I'll just sound, crash it. You you sound like you're actually doing a little more Admiral uh Akbar. Wait, it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like you got to channel a little bit of Richard Nixon when you're. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. I am shaking my head while I'm doing it too. Yeah. I mean, people can't see that, but I am. <laughs> yeah. that, that's how it's I do my Nixon. <laughs> 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 oh 
Oh, man. All right. So let's kick us off uh, with something that all three of us are pretty familiar with. Uh, Tales of the Jedi, the cartoon dropped. I think it was was it mid to late October. I can't re- recall exactly when it did. Um, pretty cool show. Animated series and the stylings of Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, what do you guys think? This is a neat little miniseries, personally. What do you guys think? Uh, Johnny, we'll start off with you. I adored it. I really liked it. Not only did I think the animation was like, I mean, obviously it's in that style, but I think they even went and pumped that up too. Like it seemed more detailed uh, yeah. to me. I mean, just in that animation style, it seems like it's improved tenfold from that first episode of, you know, Clone Wars. And uh, on top of that, we got some really great lore here, right? We really did. I was, I was telling y'all that, uh, I mean, the, the Ahsoka stuff is very good, but I was telling y'all that, uh, you know, the the other half of the show was what really grabbed me. Mm-hmm. You're taking Dooku, and this just watching this made Dooku a top five character for me that I want to know more about. Like, because it, it just because I just gave you little stuff, right? But it was so it was so incredible and honestly heart shattering some of this stuff with him like you're seeing you're seeing like him questioning his own uh part in all this because he thought he was there to do good and then he would see these little things that would happen and then the whole you know the whole thing with uh with his friend dying and and stuff like that and good god this it was so well done man i give me more give me more dooku stuff that's what i got out of this i need more of this this dooku stuff i agree 100 percent. like he, he stole the show like it was just starting off with ahsoka um like it it led you down a path and like left you there like chilling for like a couple of episodes and i i feel like that was like the only mistake i can pick out of the show which was just there was no like me hanging around, you know, for Ahsoka to pop back up again. Just it didn't fully pay off. I wish they would have just started with the, the Dooku side of it and just stayed with that because it was like I wanted that story on un- uninterrupted, and we got it for the most part. So, um, I his growth. You, you guys know, like I've mentioned before, listeners have heard me say before that Canon Jars is one of my favorite. Jedi's of all time and you see so much of young Dooku and like in Canon Jars and you saw it in Qui-Gon Jinn and and like you know that part of the Jedi order which just never took hold was is is what's Matt said before in a lot of ways that's where the rebellion started because there was this part of the storyline going on with what we thought were the good guys they were making some horrible mistakes. They were blinded in a lot of ways by, you know, the the dark side taking over without them feeling it. And Dooku all along said, you know, he kind of saw like in everyday life of normal people and the way they were suffering of these like there's already dark side out there. Like it's it's everywhere. And it's in, in places where I'm supposed to go and protect I'm supposed to go protect this king and whatnot. Like it was so well done. And the the way we've talked about this guys that, but we, the fall of Dooku is such a good story. And the fact that they finally got into it, um, they crushed it. 
and then the Ahsoka stuff was fine. It's just I don't know. It's it's such different emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's just true. Yeah, uh, I don't believe in that Jedi mumbo jumbo. I just need to go blaster by my side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was really pumped to. I, I gotta say, um, to see Dooku a little bit more of him. I I've been pretty forward about it that uh, Dooku is a top five Star Wars character for me. Criminally underrated, underappreciated. Uh, his live action stuff is very short. It's very small. Um, but his 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 part in the whole fall of the Republic and rise of the Empire is just it doesn't get talked about enough. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure. I'd like to look at see how much screen time, like actual live action screen time that Christopher Lee had as Count Dooku. Um, it, it will be particularly interesting, but you know, for me being a big Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader guy, you know, be him being my favorite character of all time to see like Dooku, like Dooku's was similar. His fall to, to the dark side was similar, did it for the best intentions, uh, which I think, you know what I mean? had the best intentions when it came to it all, but, um, it, it still fell short and he still became corrupted by, by power in a sense. I thought that was really neat that they showcased that I've been begging since I was a kid. I used to read these, I think it was Jude Watson. Uh, they used to have these scholastic books, Jedi apprentice and Jedi. Um, oh God, there's a couple other ones, but there was a series that followed Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan when, when Obi-Wan first started training. And there was a series that followed Obi-Wan and Anakin. And I was like, man, if they just went back, and did a Qui-Gon and Count Dooku one, I would adore it. And to yeah. see it even just a little bit uh, in in some sort of, you know, in just in in canon. I mean, this is canon now, right? Uh, to see that, it was really cool, and it left you wanting more. I would not be surprised if they attempt to do more Dooku stuff down the road um, with the success and I think the praise that it has gotten. Uh, but it was just, it, I, seen, I, I seen a lot of stuff in this episode um, I've seen a lot of stuff in this episode that I didn't, or these, these series that I didn't know that I needed. Right. I just did the, the, the little part about like count with count Dooku interacting with Qui-Gon right before, right during episode one, I was like, man, I didn't really realize I needed it. But then I do remember when episode two came out, I'm like, where was count Dooku in the first movie? Where was he at Qui-Gon's funeral and this and that? And this play, this filled the gaps quite a bit. Um, yeah. So real quick, I, I Googled it. Uh, and according to Google, my Google search, Count Dooku was in the live action uh, prequel trilogy. A total of 11 minutes and wow. 30 seconds. Wow. And most of that's probably lightsaber fights, right? Yeah. Yeah, not a whole lot of dialogue. I mean, aside from you know the Genosis Arena, the the little thing with with Obi Wan, it, it was really brief. They and yeah. like I, I remember being shocked that they killed him off so quick in Revenge of the Sith. I thought he was going to have a much bigger part to play, but they really cast him to the side. It was it was weird. Obviously, the Clone Wars, he got you know that 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 time back to be truly effective, but um, but yeah, this is this is pretty it was just really really cool to see the ahsoka stuff always neat i felt like they didn't need to do it especially considering that uh that we're getting an ahsoka show 
So, you know what I mean? Coming up. So I felt like maybe they could have spotlighted another character or something in that, like maybe go further into Mace Windu or, or some other, some other character. We are getting an Ahsoka show very soon. So I was like, ah, not, that's not really super necessary, but it was really neat. It was, it showed off some really cool visuals. Um, and, and Johnny, you and I talked, I think with Will on panel discussion about how, terrible of a parent that ahsoka's mother is uh, just gotta <laughs> say that one absolutely horrendous um zero out of ten do not recommend it was just not good uh but it was it was some cool visuals um the training se- the little training sequence is cool too with her and anakin just anakin just kind of pushing her i was like I I kind of like some of the stuff that he was saying his like approach to to training and just just being you know just yeah you know the what do they call like the 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 training things were just like they were like not like safe but I forgot the way he explained it but you got to be just ready for anything essentially you got to be on your toes and you got to push yourself the best you know because the the enemy doesn't play by the rules so it was a cool perspective um i really really enjoyed it and uh yeah i hope we do get some more of it maybe some different characters but i would like to see a lot more dooku going forward uh because i personally don't think that we've gotten enough yeah i agree yep so um all right you guys have the floor it is time for you to discuss andor uh i stopped after episode four lost interest in it um that's just a personal thing i may come back to it i may not i've come back to shows before we shall see johnny and brian you got the floor i don't know where to start i'll start with this of live action star wars stuff this to me is so good and vital to star wars lore that I have to put it up there with uh, some of my favorite Star Wars stuff. And that is saying something for a show that has zero lightsabers in it. It has no Jedi in it. It has no Sith in it. They mentioned the Emperor like the Empire, and the Empire, but you get to see the inner workings of the Empire. It's way more about the on-the-ground uh workings of the empire than anything else like we finally get to see that uh and just some of the events which i'm sure we'll get to brian are just so vital to star wars history like if star wars like we like to look at star wars like it's this real thing right and if star wars was a real thing a lot of the stuff we saw on andor are things that would be in the history books Mm -hmm. it's a a blueprint on how to take the the will out and and as best as you can like trample the the hopes the dreams the you know it they make you be such a rigid person uh in the emperor you know the empire is it's almost it's 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 so nazi-ish and this is like a time yes. where nazi being brought up but it is in such a way like they were I mean, really, I think we didn't even get to see like we saw oppression as far as like what it was to like one city on one planet. But, you know, you could just imagine if that's just the light um, tactics that they're using 
which is I mean is- we even get to see and this is one of the big things that happens in these type of uh areas it happened with the Nazis and it's happened with the other ones where they kind of plant these little seeds for the uh the everyday person to turn in their brother or their sister or whatever and stuff like that. They just plant those seeds for that. And that adds more power and more control that you have over these people. And they planted, I mean, that's in this. Yeah. And and I think, I I mean, we've had so many side group messages sent to each other or, or just, you know, Facebook messages about this show. Um, and then there was the awesome exchange when we get, when Trevor was hopping and, and yeah. uh, talking about how much he loved it too. Tre- Trevor adores this, by the way. Uh, uh, just Trevor's uh, my best, one of my best friends growing up. I've known him forever. He is not a giant Star Wars guy. He likes Star Wars, but you know he could. It's he's okay not seeing it. That type of thing, right? Um, but like his favorite things now, he loves the Mandalorian. But this, he uh, if he finds something he likes, he'll really like. It's all he'll talk about for a while. And all he's talked about since he watched the end of Andor is Andor for the past, ever since that finale. That's mm-hmm. all I've heard him talk about. And, um, you know, he, and he's, he's not near the big Star Wars nerd that we are. Yeah. No, I, and I think bringing to life these characters, um, they, they use them as just like, like, examples of what you would have seen all across the empire. Like I'm talking about all the people that make up the branches of yeah. this empire judicial system where it's, they can create any, the judge can create any term that he decides for any reason that he wants. And then, you know, you can arrest somebody literally for just because you want to, you know, and, and they have all these examples. And I think each time that we met a new level of how they're oppressing people and and taking control of cities and uh worlds each time we met one it seemed like that character was like i like we got to know a little bit more about him than you even expected like i don't know it's I, and for we've said it before we'll say it again some of the best acting i believe in any star wars property and it's all from these people on the empire and it sucks I mean, it's good because it reminds me of, you know, when Moff Tarkin on the Death Star with Leia, you know what I mean? And just that 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 guy, which if any of you remember his name, the actor, I don't remember his name, Sir something. And I feel like a jerk for not remembering. But um, he did such a good job of of being this other version of dark evil that wasn't a a mystic warrior. uh, Thank you, sir. I was um, mad that it escaped me too. <laughs> and I think it, the like the guy, the, the head of the ISB, um, you know, he's literally that's what the vibes I get from him. And he's just this, and like how everything's such a matter of a fact of the way they go through their process and when they have their little board boardroom meetings, which I, I was compelled by more than maybe some of the other stuff. And I was like, man, look at the politics and the way. People are trying to one up each other just to like climb up the ranks and stuff like that. And then you had the obviously the rebel undertones of sneaking in spies and rats and whatnot to try and help out. Um, I think I think we're gonna see in the next season, you know, what what Matt probably would be more compelled with, which is the actual taking the fight to the Empire. 
because spoiler, that's what the last episode's whole mantra is of yeah. wake up. Enough of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, there again, this is a show with I mean, it's not perfect. Uh, it, it's definitely slow. It's 100% slow. There's no denying that for sure. And I totally 100, 100% understand uh, people who feel like Matt does when it comes to this show. I get it. I truly do. But there's just so much here that if you just give it a chance. Uh, there's two uh, parts in this show that I would actually put up as some all-time uh, Star Wars moments that actually made me feel something. Uh, the 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 And they're both speeches. They're both speeches. One of them is the speech uh, from Smeagol. Well, he's not Smeagol in this. I mean, <laughs> two, he was Lord of the Rings. Uh, in the prison, right, when he gets on the intercom, that one. And then the other one, of course, is Marva's at the, on the very last episode. I would have ran through a brick wall for that woman after yep. that speech. And as she's given this, as she's saying all this, and they're focusing in on some of the characters in the crowd that we know, and you can actually see her words the acting is so superb. I can look at these people and in their face, because they don't say anything, but in their face and how they're reacting and how their eyes are, are even reacting. Like you can see her words mattering to these people that it's filling them up with something. And it's just, man, as is that speech at the funeral, I dare say uh, uh, is for me uh top, Easily top five moment in all Star Wars that I've ever seen for me. It was such a fantastic, incredible, like the whole show building up to that speech, which is weird to say for Star Wars. Uh, The whole show builds up to that speech. And you would not think that a speech would hit me so hard in a show, in a Star Wars show, when most of the other stuff I love about Star Wars is most certainly way more action oriented. Uh, but man, good God! In, in the second, the second that guy kicks over that droid that we've all come to love to, like I was seeing red. I was so glad he got he got his comeuppance, as yeah. my friends like to say. Uh, man, but it's just good God! It was that that's when any show. I don't care if it's Star Wars or not. If you want to build to up to a moment and, and have a speech mean something, look at that speech because it is. I I literally, Brian, I'm not making this up. I rewound and watched that part, and it's like a three-minute long thing, something like that. I watched it about easily ten times. I rewound and kept watching it because it just it's so well done. The the score that's kind of underneath it also slowly builds up as her words build up. And, man, uh, that's not just great Star Wars to me. That's just great filmmaking. No, it was cool. It was a cool moment, and I, I, I did love... Even leading up to that, the the march to the, like the center of the city, yeah, yeah, uh, the, the 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 different parts of the bands, like you know the percussion sections marching along, and then the horns are marching along, and they all come together in one spot, um, for the whatever. <laughs> I don't want to spoil too much for Matt. You know what I mean? He's he's gonna be he's gonna watch it at some point, so I don't want to say it's so. I mean, it's okay. I I I, I don't have time, <laughs> so it's okay. It's not so like I said. It's not about me. It's about our listeners talking. So you, you guys feel free to talk about any any point you want to make. But basically, I I think what I took out of that, especially be, being the the last episode, is establishing this baseline of no longer being accepted. You know what I mean? That's it. This is the line in the sand. 
these people for their own city, their own world, they, they took their stance. And now I would imagine we're going to start seeing new characters, new worlds, basically doing the same thing because that's what it was. I mean, we already seen it. If you watch the show rebels, you know, that's their own, they had their own line in the sand moment too, where they went and defended their country and took it back or their world, you know, um, well, I mean, this this show really had a lot kind of going against it again as a Star Wars show, just in the premise of it. You know, I already kind of mentioned some of the other stuff, but also most of these characters are new. Yeah. I mean, we only have a couple that we know that we are already had established somewhere else that we know or that we've seen. What, uh, three? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Maybe three. Yeah. Handor, uh, Mon Mothma, and... What was I just thinking of? Oh, um, Saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's, and he's not in it very much. No. Uh, no. But uh, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, it has all these things going against it. And uh, if I have to give it like a, a rating out of 10, it's easily a nine to nine and a half for me. Like, I just really, truly love it. And the only complaints I would have again is that it is slow. It most certainly is slow. You probably could have taken, and I'm, I'm glad I got 12 episodes, so I'm not mad at it for this. Yeah. But you probably could have knocked out two episodes and made it a 10-episode thing, and it would have sure. zipped by much better, I think, for most people. Uh, but yeah. other other than that, yeah. you know. I, I think the the one that stands out to me is the, the establishing the uh, the plan. You know what I mean? That whole thing. Yeah, that's what that I'm saying. Yeah. Too many episodes. Like, all right, you could you could have told me the plan in, in one episode. Um I'll, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight right now. It might change over time, but I mean, it satisfied what I wanted out of it, which is, and it's my favorite era. So I'm a little biased where I love the rebels time. I love See, it's not even my favorite era. Like I'm a, I'm a Luke Skywalker guy through and through. Uh, but this really, really hit, hit the right spot for me. I, I truly loved it. I hope Matt gives it a chance <laughs> uh, whenever I, he gets time, uh, I because think, I would yeah. love to talk about this with him, but yeah. Skarsgård. Oh, oh, good God! Yeah. Cr- crushed his role. So I, I was so proud of him because you know, if you've seen Deep Blue Sea, the man looks like a little, little bitch, and he don't look like that in this this show. He's he's excellent. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Everybody across the board is incredibly good in this. So yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, give it a chance. Again, it is slow. Um, so just know that going in, uh, but it, it got me so. Good. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Eight, nine out of ten is uh, pretty favorable. Pretty good stuff. So, um, what, what would you do? You're rating out of four episodes. Out of four episodes, probably a three. I just, yeah, <laughs> I, I hated it. I, I like. I feel bad. Like, I don't feel bad. I, I should correct myself. I, I, I don't feel bad. I just, I, it just didn't hit the way I wanted it to. I don't know. The, the pacing is so different versus a six episode mini series like Obi-Wan versus this was what 12. Yeah. It's double. It's yeah. drastically different. I have a hard time, you know, paying attention to things long-term. I, I like, as much as I love good deep storytelling, I just, it, it just was not hitting for me. I just, I didn't after four episodes, I didn't know what the point or the plot of the show was. And that's what, that's probably what turned me off from it. 
Um, you know, there was some. It, it, it definitely takes its sweet time trying to establish things. Yeah, and I feel does. like I feel like there's a certain window you you gotta hit. Um, I really, you know, I that's that's just how I feel. Like I don't know, it it's hard for me to watch. Like uh, you know, I've never really gotten into like sitcoms or TV shows or drama. You know, like dramas on television. Everyone's like, oh, you gotta watch Game of Thrones and you gotta watch uh walking dad and i'm just like i don't have the patience for it i don't and i probably might like those because they're a little bit more action heavy but i just i don't know i just don't have the patience for it it's it's weird it's weird i uh like obi-wan was stressful waiting because you're there was just so many questions like i loved it but there were so many questions too but obviously we got that in a much shorter duration um but yeah maybe i'll come around to it if i ever get a, a week off again we shall see, but, uh, but yeah, I'm glad you boys liked it though. Um, hope the audience liked it. It definitely was a, I'm going to call it, I would call it a risk because like we said, Andor was, um, probably not in the top 10 or 15 list of characters that we wanted to show after. Right. I mean, I think we'd all agree in that maybe even top 20 or 25. I'd, I would probably have rather had a Jar Jar Binks show personally than, than Andor. That's just me speaking. Um, but from the sounds of it, it, uh, it, it turned all right. And, you know, looking, scrolling through Twitter, skimming through it. And, uh, there's a lot of pretty good favorable reviews for it too. So, um, also Twitter people, it is okay to, um, like Obi-Wan and like Andor as well. It doesn't have to be one better than the other. Just, no, you know, Matt, it's the internet. You're only going to like one thing and everything else what? you have to hate. <laughs> Why wouldn't people like both? People are like, oh, Obi-Wan was trash. Obi-Wan was trash. Andor's peak Star Wars. I'm like, why? This is why. This is why. I've also, heard, I've also heard people call Andor the worst thing in Star Wars ever. So, yeah. <laughs> I only seen four episodes and I can guarantee that it is not the worst thing in Star Wars. We'll be talking about the worst thing in Star Wars history in a month. Uh, probably two months, we'll say. Two or three months. <laughs> at least in my my uh daggum opinion but well, you're uh, not gonna make me wait for the holiday special we're talking about it now <laughs> <laughs> we do have to hit the holiday special at some point we do have to hit it at some point we'll figure how about, that out how about we finish up return of the jedi here and we'll just give uh a rating on the holiday special i'd have to rewatch it I'd have to rewatch it. You don't it. need to rewatch it. You've seen it. Here, I'll give you a, here, I'll, I'll No, give because a really... I want to do a full episode breakdown on this fucking thing. I want to give you a quick refresher. <laughs> <laughs> there, I just did it. That's the whole I want to see I want to see sad Harrison Ford or, or drunk Harrison Ford. I don't I, I want I'm not, I don't feel so good. I I wish I still cared about Merry, social media cuz I would make us do a full watch along. I would make us do it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> We are gonna do a full maybe maybe next Christmas we'll do a full um holiday special. I'm I'm in Marvel now. I'm in Marvel movies now. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um alrighty, my friends and listeners. It is time for Return of the Jedi, the climax of the uh the real climax, in my opinion, of the Skywalker saga, but the final touches on the original OG trilogy came out way back in on May 25th, 1983. Where were y'all in 1983? I was, I was like four months old. 
<laughs> in May, were you really? Yeah, I was born in January. End of January. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was in my dad's testicles, or not created yet. I wasn't even a thought. I wasn't even a thought. This is eight years, seven years. All right, seven. Yeah, seven. Seven years and four days short of eight years. Um, this movie came out. My mom would have been pregnant with me. So if she went and saw the movie, I would have been there absorbing it uh, with the, the sound. <laughs> Using the force. Yeah. To watch a movie from Shit. the womb. My dad was in eighth grade when this movie came out. That's crazy. Wow. Crazy. Um, yeah. So let's let's uh, go around uh, the room. And I'll, obviously, let's all talk about our uh, our very first experience seeing it, if we can all remember that. I need Johnny to kick this off. Because uh, he yeah, he was older. Some, he was the he oldest. Is, well, he's the oldest, but he he proclaimed <laughs> something last episode that I remember. Yeah, uh, Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie because well, not only because I I just love it, but also it's the first one I ever saw. It's the one that kicked off this love for Star Wars for me. Uh, you know, uh, I've said it before, but you know they'd play it on HBO and we'd get like an HBO free preview. And my parents would tape it on a VHS tape, and I wore that thing out watching this this movie. Uh, just the world that I just was introduced to, <laughs> just blew my little kid bra- uh, brain away. Right? It's just all these things. Uh, this also, out of the three movies, has the best lightsaber fight. Uh, it also has some of the mo- for for me for me. This is my opinion. Uh, has some of the most fun in it too. Uh, I know people. Uh, like to hate on the Ewoks, but man, I'm an Ewok apologist 100%. I will take up for those little teddy bears all day long. Those guys rule and uh, helped save the freaking universe. So cut them some slack, you know? Uh, but I love this movie. I loved it when I was a kid. And I'm happy to. This is probably the Star Wars movie I've seen the most, too, because I just love it so much. I guarantee you, I've seen this one more than any of the others. Um, I don't know what I said that you wanted me to. Did I say what you wanted me to say, Brian? You proclaimed it your favorite. Yeah, it is. This is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yes. Uh, this was my favorite when I was a kid, and I don't know. I just eventually was just like, ah, I like Empire better, and I don't really know what puts it over the edge, but I just do. I think it's Moth or uh, Hoth. I think the coldness. I like that because I live in Buffalo and it's cold all the time. Uh, everyone knows that's listening to this, obviously, that we got seven feet of snow. So well, I was that, that makes sense because I live in North Carolina. I live near the mountains. That's kind of indoorish. Yeah. See, <laughs> there we go. That's what it is. <laughs> um, and, and Matt's favorite uh, is Empire because of Cloud City, and he lives in Niagara Falls. And when the mist comes up, it looks like a cloud. We've at? done it. We figured I mean, a lot of great psychology here. Yeah, for the original trilogy, yeah, I would I would say that you definitely worked around and made that make sense. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> I saw this movie first. This is the first Star Wars movie I would have seen, and I would have watched it the same way that Johnny did, taped off of TV and just watched it over and over. And then um, I, I think... I think if it wasn't for my brother, though, being the diehard fan that he was back in the day, um, I mean, it may have been something that just fell to the side. Who knows? But I I like to do everything that my brother did back in the day. Still do. Um, and he he just his love for it and especially, um, you know, this original trilogy, um, it, it, it just 
it, every time I watch it, it just brings up really cool emotions and feelings from when you were younger and everything was so new and exciting and your imagination worked so well with these movies that it was easy to go out and pretend that you were a Luke Skywalker when you just picked up a stick off the ground, you know? And this movie is that it, it turned Luke into a badass. It turned Luke into this dude. Like, why wouldn't you want to run around pretending you're him? Like this, this, this kid's awesome. You know? So I, I, everything about it, changing the color of the lightsaber and him starting to wear all this black. And I'm like, this dude's freaking badass, man. But I don't know how I would have said it when I was a kid, something a little less cool. <laughs> maybe more cool. I don't know. Maybe if I would have censored myself, it would have came out different, but <laughs> Yeah, huge fan of this movie. It's easily my probably my second favorite. Okay. Very good. Uh, I was much older. Not like much older, but it took me a long time to come around to it. I might have been eight or nine years old by the time I finally seen Return of the Jedi. I at least recall seeing it. Uh, much like Empire Strikes Back, my dad also pirated Return of the Jedi. Uh, from Blockbuster to the old record and uh, record on the VHS tape. So I had Empire and Return of the Jedi back to back. It was really neat. A lot of fast forward and rewinding and all that jazz. But uh, regardless, it was, um, yeah, I I was, I I remember the first, we were trying to watch it. I think he rented it and then he was going to record it the next day. We, we sit down, it's pizza night. Wednesdays and Saturdays were pizza nights growing up. And it was a Saturday night. I was excited. I was going to finally watch the conclusion. I'm all Star Wars hyped up. This is after episode one came out. So I'm like, oh, geez, I might have been eight or nine. Yeah, I definitely was eight or nine. And um, and then all of a sudden, my cousin showed up, like right when the movie started. And I, I remember, like, I said shit. It was like one of the first times I said shit out loud. And... I was mad because they paused the movie. My parents paused the movie and I had to wait for my cousins and uncle to leave. Um, and they were bothering me because I was trying to, I was legit hyped up all week to get return of the Jedi, rent it and watch it. And I had to wait till like eight, eight thirty at night for them to just get the hell out so I could watch it. I was pissed. So mad, but we eventually watched it. It was great. Um, you know, there's a lot of just just iconic scenes, iconic dialogue here. Um, you know, this movie, honestly, it changes the whole, like, watching, like, I'm sure you guys have seen this before, but if you ever, he- like, uh, like the third act of a, the third movie in a trilogy or, or even something in, like, for Avengers sake, I know we have a, like a, a like 20, almost 30 movies now. You see or hear something in the newer one, and it changes how you perceive the older one. Um, it changed. I, I think retrospectively, it changed the way that a lot of people viewed um, A New Hope, and as well as Empire Strikes Back. Right? Everybody, everybody. What's the first thing you thought you hear? You think about after you see after you uh, hear that Luke and Leia are brother and sister. Uh, everybody goes back and looks at the kiss from Empire Strikes Back. They go back. I think I've at- always known that. Why? Why were you smooching? <laughs> <laughs> she Leia just kissed whatever she wanted. Apparently, um, you do you. It is a <laughs> long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Who am I to judge? But, um, but yeah, it was just like it was like it, it changed a lot of things. It changed the way you viewed Episode Four, right? You see, you hear some of the things you hear. Um, 
you just you hear a lot of the dialogue and you go look back and, and see how Ben was talking to Luke. And it's the character growth is just so cool uh, from start to finish, like just from start to finish with it all. And, uh, you know, George Lucas did a, a really wonderful job of wrapping it up all together. If, you know, I mean, I grew up in the prequel era. I love the prequel era. I do not know if I would if I don't know if like the prequel era helped me appreciate the original trilogy. If that, if that makes sense, like it coming out, maybe I'm such a a huge history buff that when something new comes out, if it has history to it, I want to find out about it. I want to learn about it. When it start, how did it start, et cetera, et cetera. I don't, I have the prequel trilogy to thank for having me invested in the, in the original trilogy, but, uh, but it was, it was really cool. Right. I mean, it's the best of everything you get. Um, and it's still like mind boggling to me, but Ian McDermott, who made his debut as Emperor Palpatine in this, which is the like one of the coolest things, um, you know, it, it's it's it, and has played that role. Oh, God, is it 30, 40 years or well, 40 years, essentially? Right. He just made an appearance in Obi-Wan. So 83 to 93, 93 to 03, 03 to 13, 13 to almost 2023. So 40 years, four decades of Emperor Palpatine. And it started with this movie. Um, and of course, you know, when this, the, the great triumph, the, the, of, of Darth Vader and Anakin, that, that, that turn so good, so good. Makes me happy. It's, uh, and in wrestling terms, it's one of the best baby face turns I've ever seen. All right, it was it. It took 100%. me back. Yeah. It took me back to when Virgil finally punched Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. <laughs> I just just excited. Um, yeah, it's a really good one. Really, really good one. I I think it's number. I would say it's probably number three for me. It's probably number three for me uh, as far as all Star Wars content, all Star Wars stuff. Um, all right, so we got that out of the way gentlemen we know what we do next we summarize we bring up some interesting talking points yada 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 um johnny do you want to kick this off because of your love for return of the jedi yeah i can't yeah um i normally for these movies i have extensive notes or a set of notes uh, when i watched this again for this show uh, i was also battling the flu and did not feel like writing anything down so uh <laughs> so i didn't actually write anything down this time i wish i had but uh, you know, I was more worried about keeping the crackers I just eaten down. Uh, but yeah, um, man, this movie for me still holds up. I really love it. If you, I think the one thing I really tried to pay attention to this time is that this movie, and it kind of alludes to what Matt was just saying, really pushes forth the fact that if you want to boil down the first six episodes, because I'm going to throw in the prequels here of star wars down to hey what's star wars about i would tell you that it's a redemption story about darth vader because that's really what this is um you take this character you see him in the trilogy uh in the prequels you see him slowly start to fall from when I mean, we were just talking about dooku but you actually get to see it with anakin uh with the prequels and then you know by the time we get to the original trilogy uh, Darth Vader's one of the most feared uh, things or essences in the galaxy. Uh, obviously, one of the top, good Lord, I would dare say he might be the number one villain of pop culture, right? Like, he's definitely up there for sure, easily, easily. And 
it's that if you really think I'm a sucker for characters who redeem themselves, like those really, really uh, stick out to me. Um, one of my favorite stories, and I'm not going to get religious here, but one of my favorite stories in, in the Bible that Jesus told was about um, this son, this father had two sons um, and the father was rich and he was going to leave money to the kids. Uh, but the one son wanted all his money now. So he gave it to him, then he went out and he spit it all and he did all kinds of terrible things and he wasn't a great guy. And when he came back, he didn't think his dad was going to accept him, but his dad ran to him and hugged him, right? Like it's a redemption story. And that's that's what this is because really Luke, you know, one of the one of the most emotional lines here is when Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, uh is dying. And Luke goes, you know, I can save you. And Vader goes, you already have. That just that line right there is is mwah, chef's kiss. And the acting is so good. This is Luke Skywalker is my favorite Star Wars character ever overall. And this is to me, this movie is why. Uh, this is the best Luke we to me we ever get is from this movie is from a Jedi from Return of the Jedi. Uh, you know, Brian kind of alluded to it already too. Like he's way, he's way more of a badass here. Uh, you know, um, and when we started out the movie with him, uh, just, you know, just kicking all kinds of tail at this, uh, you know, at the Sarlacc pit, you know, going left and right. Um, and we also get some other really great stuff with it. We finally get to see, like, you know, finally get to see the emperor. That's really cool. Um, <laughs> and I still, just some of these line readings, how these actors give these lines just will always stick with me. Like when they forget, well, you can see your friends, you know, they're going to go, you know, he kind of gets that little singy songy when he's kind of talking down <laughs> to Luke, uh, when Luke's looking out the window at his, at his, all his friends who, are, who could be blowing up and dying. Like just all these line readings in this movie are iconic for me growing up. Um, this movie is also why for the longest time, I never understood the love of Boba Fett. Because he goes out like a chump. <laughs> he literally had like a Count Dooku-esque screen time. Yeah. yeah. Just, I would say less. It was probably you know, less. Oh, yeah, the reason absolutely. people like him because he does. He has a cool suit. He most certainly does. And, and a Christmas were, special, right? The holiday special. Oh, yeah. 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 That's when we first ever meet him. But, uh, that, you know, like I've come to appreciate him more now that we've gotten more lore about him. But before all that, when this was all we had, I never understood because um, I had uh, you know, all my friends I went to school with who loved this guy. And I was like, you mean the guy that Han Solo took out not even being able to see him? <laughs> By bumbling? He was kind of bumbling over and just kind of tripped into <laughs> destroying the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy? That guy? <laughs> yeah, I'll never understand why he was, besides him looking really cool. Uh, so thankfully, this wasn't all we get of him because he does actually become cool later for me. But just judging from his original trilogy, though, he's a giant chump <laughs> in the broadest of terms. Um, yes. You know, Jabba the Hutt was a very interesting character, too. Uh, man, how gross can you make a puppet, right? Yeah. God, he's so gross and he's so perfectly vile. And and when Leia is chained up next to him and you can see her face is just full of disgust. Like it just it, it made sense because like if I was near that my skin would be crawling too right like it just it just done so well, um, man God I love this movie guys I still love it, 
Uh, I'm just trying to think of all the points I wanted to talk about. Um, the, the lightsaber fight uh, is we get a better one in the last of the prequel trilogy between Obi-Wan and Anakin. That's probably my ultimate favorite yeah. lightsaber fight in Star Wars because it's done so well. But this one's my second one because uh, it is so good. And there's a part in it when uh, when Vader realizes he has a daughter, right? And he goes and he tells Luke and he says, you know, if you won't turn, well, maybe she will. And that sets Luke off and they start fighting again. And then the music swells up underneath that as they're fighting. And you get kind of a bit of a chorus uh, singing to it. Give me the chills yeah, I, thinking I, about it. I get chills during that part. Every time I watch it, I get chills. And it wasn't just because of the flu <laughs> for me this time. Uh, but <laughs> I get every time I watch that scene, I get chills. It's just done so like that's Star Wars for me, right? Like it's just so well done. Uh, I, I, you know, I love this movie. I love that all these characters they've kind of introduced you to, they all sort of get a hero moment. You know, they all kind of get that moment where uh, they really stand out. Uh, I also think that out of all the trilogy uh, that were re quote unquote redone, that's been stuff added to this one felt the least destroyed by that stuff. It still had some stuff. I was like, you know, there's still some things uh, like when, uh, uh, you know, like when you're in Jabba's palace and stuff, there's some stuff there. It's a little, hey, uh, for sure. Uh, you know, that one guy, he really reminds me of, do you guys remember the old honeycomb commercials? <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah. He kind of reminds me of that honeycomb guy a little bit. Um, I could. We talk about the uh, salacious crumb. Uh, uh, no, the singing guy. The singing yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, Max Rebo or whatever it is. I think the blue guy, right? No, not the oh, blue no. guy. Oh no, no, no. no. Okay, yeah. I, I know who you're talking he's about. Like now. this furry dude, and he's like the leader of the band because he, yeah. like, he starts him off. That's right. Okay, yeah. now I recall. I yeah, hundred percent could have done without him. Uh, not needed for this. Uh, but you know, the rest of it doesn't feel too, too bad. The added stuff. Um, you know, I, I kind of like going back and seeing after they've won and seeing all the other planets that we know, kind of celebrating that fact. That's, that was cool to me. Yeah. Cause so we got a Coruscant the, in that, right? I think we got yeah. a Coruscant and then you, the you got a couple of these ones that we know about. Yeah. I like that aspect of it. Like adding stuff to that, that didn't bother me very much. I actually kind of like that. Um, you know, adding Anakin to the the Force Ghost. That I definitely also, want to discuss that. I definitely want to. Discuss yeah, that. I I do too. I'm I'm going to hold my opinion on that too. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's what we should end this discussion on. But I agree. Um, uh, man, I just I just love this movie, and it's just me talking about it more. Just gonna be me, you know, like just the whole. The, if people ask me why I love Star Wars, I can point to the whole scene on Endor where, um. Our heroes and the Ewoks are fighting the Empire, and they and the Empire has has a leg up on them by far. They have all uh, they have the best weapons. You know, they got those walkers that I thought were freaking cool when I was a kid. They they're still cool, but I love watching them getting taken out. How they're taken out, you know, it's just a lot of fun. It's almost like it's a a home alone in the forest in a way, <laughs> sort of, uh, you know. Because they're setting these traps for these things, and there's that one scene where that poor little Ewok gets killed, and and, I, and it always kind of hits me because uh, the other one's trying to wake him up, and he's not waking up, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, I truly, truly adore this movie. It is, it it is quintessential uh, to my childhood. This movie is, and it 
will always be that for me. So, all right, very good, very good, my man, Brian. What about you, buddy? I'd have to say that if you were to ask me to list my favorite section of any of the movies, it would have to be the start of Return of the Jedi. Right up until they part ways again after they everyone gets saved and they fly away from Jabba's palace. Like you st- from the start, from the droids walking to the palace to the moment that they leave, it's easily my favorite. It's so entertaining, so many different fun layers to it. You know, just the whole thing with with Han being blind sets up so many great comedy moments and you know, he's it's Hans, um, you know, Harrison Ford does such an amazing job as, as Han Solo with the, the adding in the comedy. They always give levity to like some real dark moments and he's always able to like kind of like bring you back just just enough. So, you know, kids aren't like completely weirded out by the emotions they're being forced to have. Um, yeah, it's it's tough to put in the words how I feel about it when thinking about watching it as a kid to how I watched it now um, because I still have all those moments where George Lucas forced stuff in and I just I wanted just like I don't why like why did you mess with the Sarlacc pit it already looked badass like you didn't need to add in an, another piece of the Sarlacc that was annoying to me hey and man air your form- grievances air your grievances air it out air it out <laughs> He he makes that stupid like squeaky noise. I'm like, why is the Sarlacc pit now like a squeaky toy? Like this is dumb. Don't don't do that. Um, but even still, that and the even the band scene is a little lame. But I don't know. I I think the things I looked for as a kid co- compared to what I looked for now. Um, I watched this with ideas of you know the the shoulders that Luke is standing on. This this the final ending of the empire and the, the, the rebellion winning, you know, you start thinking about the other characters we've been introduced that got them to that point. And then obviously we're going to get to the forest ghost part, but um, I, I think that's all exactly what George was aiming for. And I love that he was able to knock out his vision in those first three movies so well, like it, he did, the fact that it was Star Wars in general was such a gamble for him in the beginning and you, no guarantee that there was going to be a part two or a part three. But he had the plan in his head. He had the storyline ready to go and it, it he pulls it off so well. Uh, all the characters, you know, have they have some of the most their most iconic moments. Like I said, it's it's I think this is my favorite Han Solo, like part of the, like the movies like. I don't know. I just I think Harrison Ford is in this movie is my favorite version of Han Solo and um, Leia's growth. You can know, you can see she gets even just a little more badass each time. You know, she chokes out Jabba the Hutt. Like I remember watching that as a kid. I'm like, dude, don't mess with Leia. Like Leia choke you out. She choked out a gangster, like a head of a mafia. You know what I mean? Like holy crap. Um, I think that I enjoy it because of it had a little bit of a good combination of maybe a little edginess with there's that sex appeal of Leia and that like thing. And then, you know, there's also just like some real childish goofiness that happens in the movie too, that, you know, the, the Ewoks are, they're goofy, but it works. You know, why, why wouldn't there be a planet that's got like some sort of like teddy bear, like character that didn't even as an adult now. And obviously I'm 
tainted uh, from watching it earlier as a child. But um, I think it, it works and there's no there's no really bad parts for me where I would say I would wish that this would have changed. Even with the things they added in um, the final Death Star explosion, I remember being all hyped to go watch it in theaters knowing how the original one looked and like they updated stuff with CGI and the explosions and it was in the theaters, man, it legit like was a different experience that that end of the movie was just, it hit different. It was really cool. And I, I was actually, that's the, that's the one thing out of the, the touch-ups or the redos that George did. Those are like, right. You crushed that. Like that was awesome. And the different worlds part and uh, all the celebrations was so cool to see. Um, by far Mark Hamill's, um, best performance i think and like i've already said his growth into a true jedi master as best as he can be doing this on his own um is awesome but i have to admit i cried a little bit when yoda died first time i saw it for sure for sure who wouldn't cry when yoda died it's freaking yoda he's not supposed to die he's too cute to die so yeah Way to go, George Lucas on Return of the Jedi. Really, if that was the only things he ever did in his life, he that's a home run. <laughs> yeah, I you guys brought up a lot of great points already. For for me, again, being the Darth Vader fanboy that I am, it is um intriguing to see him, you know, his you you can feel the conflict. Like, like you gotta picture yourself watching this movie for the first time, right? And you're you're watching this thing, all right this is a point in time where Hollywood hasn't recycled a bunch of storytelling techniques and new ideas. You're, you're hoping and praying that Luke like kind of turns them right. It's, it's, it's this really cool feeling like, man, we really want to see Vader uh, turn on the emperor. We really want to see Vader, uh, you know, help save, save, save Luke, you know, save him. And in, 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 we want to see what's underneath that mask, right? They had been teasing it almost the entire trilogy. You get bits and pieces of it in Empire. There's that curiosity way back in A New Hope. And uh, you really just you, you just want to see it happen. Um, comparatively to, I said the last episode, Empire was like the only of those movies where it was like Darth Vader was like the dude. And like he wasn't answering to Grand Moff Tarkin in that one. And then he goes back to kind of a little bit of a servant um, in a sense where he's a, a com- almost a completely different character, like person character uh, in front of the emperor, which is like astounding because he's been hyped up to be this villain and he just seems so secondary in a way uh, standing next to Emperor Palpatine. Uh, yeah. The, the, the friendship growth, everything kind of culminating the team, the, the guy, everybody coming together, right? Luke, Chewie, C-3PO, R2-D2, Han, Leia, Lando, just everything finally coming together and and whatnot was was really it was a, a nice underlying theme of this 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 friendship, right? These this ragtag group of people from all different origins and such coming together, being friends, uh helping to take down the Empire. It was really, really neat um to watch that. And as far as the original trilogy goes, this lightsaber fight was was definitely premium not as refined as a lot of the later ones go and i always like for as far as like a storytelling perspective i'm always like wow luke's doesn't 
isn't really that well trained and as far as lightsaber dueling, that was never one of his things. He just swung a lot. Uh, where Vader, you know, Vader's just got to defend it. But it was really, really cool. The emotion in it was there, right? Obi Wan and Darth Vader, the 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 A New Hope fight. It was it was just guys talking and slapping each other with swords. Empire, there wasn't a whole lot of hype. There was interest, but you know, seeing Luke versus Vader, there wasn't a whole big buildup. And now you get the rematch. And that, now there's the layer that Vader is, you know, Luke's going into this knowing that Vader's his dad and, and, and so much more. Uh, it, it, it was, I mean, as far as emotion goes, I think it's, it's pretty damn close, you know, at, at least second to uh, the Obi-Wan versus Anakin duel from episode three. Uh just yeah, a great conclusion. If if again, if they if they never made another one after this, it, it, it would have been you know would been probably fine. Uh, just that's how just good the story wrapped up. I didn't mind the Ewoks. I I, I will com- I will make that point. I didn't mind the Ewoks. A lot of people. I I love watching these old retro videos of people talking about the Ewoks. Oh, George Lucas sold out, and he's doing this to market to kids, and it's like. When Star Wars is a, in its essence a kids movie, the whole yeah. thing's for kids. Right. We got into when we, how old were we when we got into these movies? Right. We were kids. kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is one of those just silly things that I, I never entirely minded. I, I just I didn't think it took away from it that bad. Um, but yeah, I mean overall, just it, it was a it was a really fun story. It, give or like I said, give or take. <sighs> Empire and Return of the Jedi kind of flip flop depending on when you ask me, but um, I just there's just there's just so much there's so much. I, I've actually I was thinking about this within the last week or so uh, after Return of the Jedi and kind of in between Phantom Menace. I always wondered if there's any fiction published. Uh, I wonder if there's any fiction published about like books or anything uh, pertaining to like Anakin Skywalker at that time, right? Like, was there any because they used to produce books all the time. Is there any like flashback Anakin Skywalker, you know, stories floating around? I, I was just, I was always curious about that because there's a lot of, yeah. So there's a lot of good books, um, like missions with like Luke and Leia and Han from back in the day. But I wonder if anybody ever attempted anything um, like young Darth Vader stuff back then. Obviously, it wouldn't be considered canon now, but I, I always, I do kind of want to look it up. Uh, but let's talk about the CGI or the the CGI, the add-ons and and, and whatnot. Let's uh, let's open up the discussion about the Anakin Skywalker, um, the Hayden Christensen throw-in. All right, on a scale of one to ten, how how did you guys hate it? Bad? Did you guys hate like? Did you guys like? Does it take away from the movie for you? Not not for me. Um. Because I saw the original and he's not there, it definitely stands out for me. But I wonder how I would feel if I had seen this after I'd seen the prequels, right? Like, I wonder if that part would have stood out to me near as much as it does. Because I had just seen it before the prequels and I knew that's that was added. I mean, obviously it had to be added because the actor, you know, Hayden himself, but... uh it doesn't take away from me. I understand people who 
get annoyed with the additions and add-ons because some of them I obviously have been too with these movies when when they were released they're this beloved thing for us right I mean I know we we know that Lucas made this and it's his creation his quote unquote his baby whatever you want to call it but once it kind of goes out into the public it kind of becomes ours too uh it's this thing that we all love and it feels weird when somebody kind of messes with this thing that you love, even if it's someone who also loves this thing too. Right. right? Um, so it's, I get the, I get people who are, who really hate that they did that at the end, but also just in storytelling and in showing how powerful of a Jedi that Anakin actually was, it, it makes sense that his, that he, he's there for that. With the two other, I would argue, most important Jedi, right? Uh, you know, with Yoda and Obi Wan. So, uh, it it didn't. I think when it first when I first saw that, it did bother me a little bit because that wasn't how it was originally. But now that I've seen it again and again and again, I kind of like you know what? It's you're calloused to it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't bother me near as much. I'm fine with it. There's other things he did in. This trilogy, when he was redoing it, whatever you want to call it, that are way more egregious to me than this is, than that part is. So, uh, I I'm fine with it overall. I would, you know, keep that, but take out the you know the honeycomb guy, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I it bothers me on just one level. And it's that he didn't he didn't die looking like that. Oh, Obi Wan did. Like the Obi Wan ghost is when he died, right? So yeah, that, why that's is fair. it that when yes. Anakin dies, he's now young Anakin? And in the original, there was a representation of Anakin. It was whoever was in the suit for that last movie. Um, I don't know the actor's name. Sebastian but, Shaw, Stan? yeah, no, there's no. a, but there's a lot that like, like, can you fault him? Because did, did George Lucas always have it in his mind that Anakin was missing two legs and half an arm? And like, did, did he have that all like planned in his head for why he is Darth Vader? Or did that all just come along later along the way? And how are you supposed to like critique him as far as like his representation of Anakin? It's grown, it's changed, it's it's not the same that it was when he originally wrote the the, the original trilogy. So I don't want to I don't want to knock him too much for that because so much more is grown out of Anakin. So like was that any, any time to be there without appendages? Like I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> like, anytime you supposed to be half their height. Like he's, yeah, he's, yeah. Anytime you create a character. And I'm not saying this like I obviously nowhere near George Lucas level, but, you know, even just on the panel discussion, you know, Matt and Will and I have these characters that we've made up and they're just these goofy characters. They nowhere started as what they are now. Right. We've just been adding stuff to them, to their quote unquote lore. And these are just stupid, goofy characters, you know. Uh, so when you make when you create a, someone as important to the zeitgeist as Darth Vader. You know, it's going to get looked at a lot harder. But to go along with what you're saying, uh, 
when you're creating these characters, stuff gets added to them as it goes along for sure. You don't, I think most, you might have some aspects of their character when you first start out, but for sure they grow. If you keep up with the character, they're going to grow well past that and have stuff added to their background, stuff added to their future, like, you know, stuff added to their lore and all that kind of stuff for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's where, where Lucas has benefited it, it where he can, not a whole, lot of other films can do this, but he can go in and, and and add and correct things to make it make sense, right? We didn't know we were getting the original trilogy. Was, I think if you asked him in, in, in 1983, he was probably, or sorry, we didn't know we were getting the prequel trilogy. If you asked him back in 1983 if we were ever getting the prequel trilogy, he pro- I, I'm sure there's interviews that say he would never do it, or he's, he's exhausted, tired, um, et cetera, et cetera. So for him to kind of go back and, and especially to it's it's a lot more commonplace now, but back you know when he did add in Hayden Christensen instead of Sebastian Shaw, uh, it his two trilogies weren't well connected, right? Now everything's like it's it's blending. It's really cool. We're in this you know there's a lot of focusing in on the time period in between Revenge of the Sith and uh, A New Hope, but for i mean in in 06 you know 07 whenever he decided to add in Hayden Christensen you know it's just they they felt like two almost separate things right i mean i i i i thought so i got really excited when you know when jesus i can't believe i'm saying this but in the last jedi they mentioned clones right i was like oh wow that's that's cool i know this is a little bit down the road as far as the store overall story goes, but I get excited about that stuff. I got excited um, watching the Obi-Wan show and seeing an old clone trooper just kind of sitting there hanging out. Like that's the little references and stuff that make star Wars feel complete to me. And at that time, it really, you know, it just, it it just felt like two separate things. So to see Hayden Christensen, I mean, first of all, it was, it was like mind blowing to a lot of people because that sort of stuff didn't happen in movies all the time. How do they superimpose this new guy into that and, and he's standing right next to Alec Guinness and, 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 you know, the, the old Yoda puppet, like how cool is that? Um, it, it, it sticks out a little bit like a sore thumb, but I just, again, I, I'm in, I'm in agreeance. Uh, uh, I am in agreeance that it's really not the biggest of deals. There are far, you know, uh, there, there are a lot of other things that, that, that could be complained about, but um it, that felt like, I mean, especially too, this is the end of, it's the end of Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader is the main character throughout all of Star Wars. Basically, the entire story revolves around him, his existence, his findings in the Jedi, and his his, his death. If that's the worst of it, then, you know, if they would have, like, added Ewan McGregor as as Obi-Wan instead of Alec Guinness, then, I, then there, that might have been crossing the line a little bit. But, um, but I, I had no issue with Hayden Christensen. It was, it was cool. Actually, though, um, the original, the Sebastian Shaw actor, I do have an action figure at our studio um, of of him with a lightsaber. Uh, and it's like this Darth Vader box. The front flap opens up, and he's, he, and he's there in his Jedi robes and stuff. There's a little book that comes with it. And it is really cool to see that stuff, um, to see it now. Because uh, you always try to picture like that guy as an actual like, Jedi Knight. It's a little weird. But at that time, it felt normal. Oh, yeah, because he looks like a dad. He just yeah. <laughs> he looks like <laughs> one of your friend's dads. Yeah, 100%. I actually think I have a... 
I think I have a smaller action figure too, a non-transparent one of him with the lightsaber. I think I do. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's one of those cool things to think about. I don't know. It's hard for, it was hard for me to picture Hayden Christensen growing up to look like that, but Hey, um, <laughs> th- that's, that's another, that's another little, little detail too. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's some tremendous stuff. Uh, let's go through our final scores uh, before we, unless there's anything else you guys want to add before we uh, close up shop here. Well, we kind of touched on it. We kind of touched on it already, and I just wanted to reiterate this. In a way, Darth Vader slash now Anakin, he's, if you know, like, Legends, like Star Wars Legends and and what Vader was in his prime and stuff, he relied on the Force without his suit to keep himself alive, and he surrenders that when he gives up his dark side abilities. He no longer can do that. Anakin, Anakin would not have been as powerful, good side Anakin, to sustain life like that else without the suit. So I, I love that. It's more than just a sacrifice of him taking on the Emperor and and keeping Luke from being hurt anymore. It's more than that. It's giving him his life up forever, and just giving himself back to the Force. And yeah, yeah, the ultimate sacrifice. Yep. I really, I wish we could have seen some li- some kind of live action interaction between, like Leia and him, and as good Vader, I guess if if that makes sense. Yeah. I wish we could have got. I know there's some stuff in the comic books that's considered canon, but um, that's probably those, one thing I was missing. You seen those kids' books? I can't remember the artist who does them, but he's awesome. But he made these books where it's like Darth Vader. He's in his Darth Vader suit, but he's like playing with his kids, and it's just really funny. Goofy yes, scene. yes, I have seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that little stuff. Like tossing the ball around with Luke, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if I was a kid and started off with that and then watched the movies, I would be in for a rude awakening. <laughs> That'd be quite cruel to do to a child, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> I think, though, you mentioned it earlier, Matt, that you said you wish that there was or or hope that there is some stories of like the the early Darth Vader years. I think that's what they're doing with the Marvel comics right now, aren't they, Johnny? There's a There's a Marvel comic... Yeah, I, I I'm behind on those Vader comic. I'm behind on those, but I have heard really good things about the Vader stuff for sure. Yeah, well, I've yeah, seen artwork before. I just I, didn't commit to reading it. I went like to a Barnes and Noble, and I was just like, "Wow, this is awesome!" I reviewed it. it. I don't know where it's at right now, but in 2020, they did a storyline. It was right. It was in. It takes place in between Empire and Return of the Jedi, cool. which is really which is really cool. Um, where it, it's basically how Vader deals with finding out that Luke is his son, because he kind of learns on the fly too, right? Something that the emperor hid from him. And, and he, he's trying to figure out what else that the emperor hid from him. Like there's a, there's a nice little uh, one, a couple of the books. He's actually partnering with one of uh, Padme's like handmaidens. And they're trying to investigate why Padme died. And there's like, it's, it's, and he finds out that the emperor had some tampering to do with that, which is like pretty crazy. And it's just this, it, it's a really, really well done story, but you can, you can really see kind of Vader uh, finding his inner Jedi again, um, helping out people and, 
and, and whatnot. It is it is a great run. You can find all the books online. You just gotta close out a couple porn ads, but it's free. <laughs> it's Better than, than spending money on it. Oh, more it's than a, a couple. More it's than a couple. Good. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you do you, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it is one of those things. Uh, for my overall score for Return of the Jedi, I am going to give it a nine and a half out of ten. I am perfectly comfortable doing that. I believe I gave that. I can't remember what I gave Empire, but I'm pretty sure I gave Revenge of the Sith that or something damn near close to it. It's a, it's an almost perfect movie for me, and I honestly, it's hard to spot you know pinpoint what I would like. Maybe a couple more connect the dot kind of scenes, but. Um, overall really, really enjoyed it. And, uh, I think I was really sad. I think I was really sad that, uh, we never got to see it in 3d. They never did the 3d. Uh, Oh yeah. I was really bummed by that too. Rendering. I know they did it for phantom menace, but they never did like a 3d of return of the Jedi. So, yeah, uh, I'll go next, Brian. Um, nine and a half. Uh, if just, <laughs> I mean, I've already said how important this movie is just to me growing up and to my life. So that says something there. This is easily. I am waning between a nine and a half and a 10. <laughs> I really am. It's just hard for me to give something a 10 just in general, because, you know, that's saying something is pitch perfect and this isn't pitch perfect, but it might be pitch perfect for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so for me, this is my absolute favorite Star Wars. It still holds up. It's still my absolute favorite Star Wars. There is a lot of uh, rose tinted glasses to come with that, too, just to be fair, because, again, this is the movie that got me into Star Wars. So um, I'm going to do it. I'm giving this a 10. I freaking love oh, this movie. It's a 10. 10 all day long for me. Love it. Uh, I can watch this movie a hundred times. This is when when people you know you always do that uh, desert island game. What you know what blah blah blahs would you take to a desert island? Like what movies would I take to a desert island? And I was only allowed to take like three or four. This this would be one of them. So uh, I'm giving this a ten. What about you, Brian? Nine and a half. Nine and a half easy. It's probably I think that's what I gave Empire just because I don't I, I was trying not to give tens, but they're also tens too. Why not prorate it a little bit? I think that when you take in the account of what the story was hoping to accomplish in George Lucas's head to what we actually see is a flawless execution from the first movie to the last. So very well done. Absolutely. Um, all right. Speeder bikes. We didn't say speeder bikes. Speeder bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett ruined speeder bikes for me. Sorry, the Boba Fett show ruined speeder bikes for me. Oh, yeah. They are pretty cool, though. I, the I did. Cars? The He's bumper, with the bumper cars. Yeah, those things, the <laughs> Power Ranger things. Uh, <laughs> so next episode, everybody. Uh, hopefully, we can get this. Well, it definitely won't be on time as far as our our, our original uh, release schedule. But hopefully, we 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 plan on getting it done by the end of December. By the end of this year, um, is episode seven the force awakens i'm actually really excited to talk about this one i have no ill will towards force awakens i don't, I don't know about you guys i do um, not either i do not yeah i this is actually the only trilogy movie new trilogy movie that i really enjoyed so um i remember having a lot of hope after watching this movie and being excited and just getting just yeah 
crushed later on. So, um, which is cool though, because this also this movie did come out in December uh, in 2015. So it it kind of works out timeline wise um, in that regard. So, so yeah. So the Force Awakens. All right, the the, the newer trilogy. We will start that after uh, in a couple months when we're done with a new trilogy. We'll go back to uh, Brian's favorite movie, Rogue One. And uh, that's where the fun begins because we got we got some interesting stuff to map out. Who knows? We might do seasons of uh, of the sh- the shows. We might do. Who knows? We might have to read a book. Who knows? Oh God! Don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We got to figure out. How, I mean, we got some time, obviously, but we'll have to figure out how we're going to attack this um, yeah. after all the movies are done. Because maybe the video game, something or what. We'll uh, we'll make it happen though. But new trilogy is up next, and once we are concluded with that, uh, Rogue One and so on and so forth. So that is a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. And on behalf of Johnny, Brian, and I, may the force be with you. It's a trap. Mr. in the wrong movie.